0: I can just get this guy to go into slideshow. Oh, look at that. So I think we're good. I will review this video and we'll see if it actually came out right. Forgive me, my Facebook live skills are strictly amateur. Here we're going to cover the simple secret of willpower. Now, this is actually two subtle secrets to help you get more effective willpower. We're gonna go to that in just a moment. If you don't know me, I'm Ben Langley. I help yo-yo dieters lose the weight permanently with a process called change your brain for fat loss. If you wanna learn more about that, the best place to go is benlangley.com. That's where where you will get access to everything I post online. Now, commonly, when I hear people talking about problems with losing fat or losing having problems with exercise, having problems with diet, having problems with a lot of change in general, anything new you want to do, anything I've heard people trying to learn new languages, learn new skills, start a new job, or get the training rather than start a new job. I hear this line common: I just don't have the willpower. I just can't force myself to to do it. I don't have the discipline. Let's look at the term a little bit. It's helpful to get a little more clear here. Willpower—it's a noun. You knew that, but the definition: control, control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. And those are the common uses. I hear an example would be most of our bad habits are due to laziness or lack of willpower. Now, bear with me for a moment. I'm going to go over some synonyms, <laughs> synonyms for some synonyms for willpower. While you listen, I want you to do two things. One, I want you to do your best to listen to the word as I'm saying it. If you need to close your eyes to do this, you can. The other thing I want you to do is pay attention to what comes up in your body. You might feel sensations come up in a certain area, or you might just feel an overarching impression. But I want you to notice those things as you're hearing these words. Determination strength of will strength of character it's interesting a lot of people are looking for physical strength which is very valuable but often when we talk about strength we're talking about inner strength as in strength of will strength of character firmness of purpose fixity of purpose purpose is important Resolution. Resolve. Resoluteness. Purposefulness. Single-mindedness. Drive. Commitment. Dedication. Doggedness. Tenacity. Tenaciousness staying power backbone spine self-control self-restraint self-discipline self-mastery sits flesh i heard that one before but it is a synonym for willpower stickability stick-to-itiveness heard stick to itness, but Oxford likes likes stick to itiveness. I've heard perseverance, but Oxford likes perseveration. Now there's a reason I asked you to pay attention to the sensations that came up as I was reading off that list. If you need to later, this should be posted online so you can go back and play that portion again if you want to pay closer attention. But the reason you want to listen, the reason you want to pay close attention, any of these terms might trigger a shift in you. Any of these terms might resonate with you a little bit more. And when you notice that there's potential for power, they're not just using more of that term or using that term more often to refer to willpower, but in a more complete understanding of willpower, a more complete experience of willpower. A lot of teaching is just direct as in, I teach you a process and you do your best to follow the process. That's useful. It's absolutely useful, but there's a great deal of learning that takes place out of conscious awareness and sometimes just taking the time to be with something, to just listen and watch what happens as you're listening. You can get on a lot, get a lot out of that too. Six flesh, I had to mention that refers to either a, but, or a great deal of willpower. I had to look it up, I never heard it. That's an interesting combination, thought I'd mention. Onward. Two subtle ways to make it more effective, Now, I actually only listed one on here, bear with me. Environment is critical. Now the thing is, people see willpower as, or the way people commonly refer to it is, to me it seems like this internal switch, or this inner juice you have, and you can just apply it to what you want. And maybe some people have more of it than others, maybe some days you have more of it than others. And there's some truth to that, but what I'm going to encourage you here is to look more broadly at it. So what willpower you have can be used more effectively. And hopefully you can have more of those days where you feel you have a great degree of force of will. Environment is huge. So what environment are you waking up And what environment are you working in? I used to be terrible at working from home. My wife's way better at it than me. But when I would work from home, I'd get almost nothing done. Since the lockdowns, I've gotten a lot better at working from home. But the point here is the environment. You've got to recognize how your environment affects you. Now it's good to have willpower that you can apply anywhere no matter how bad the environment is. True, but you can get a lot more done if you pay attention to the environment and start to adjust it to allow you to effectively use your willpower more frequently. Now, if you look around, say your office or your workspace, or say your workout space, any place where you need to have a certain amount of focus for a certain period of time. What's that environment like? Just look at it and pay attention to the feelings. Kind of like what we did earlier with the synonyms for willpower only this time you're looking and paying attention to the feeling. Just walk into your workspace and uh, any of the nagging voice of, oh, I need to clean this up or oh, I need to do that. There's always that sort of thing, but that's actually secondary to just the feel you get from the place. See, sometimes the place is somewhat messy, but I get a pretty good feel for it. Not to say it could not be even better if I cleaned it up, but I still get a pretty good feel. If you're getting a pretty good feel, that's good. Now, sometimes you might have a very clean place, but you don't get a good feel for it. Maybe it's because it feels too clean to actually get any work done there. Maybe it just isn't the way you want your workspace to, to look at all. Whatever it is, you want to pay attention to that feel and see if you can find a way to adjust the feel. See what elements you could take out. Once you get the feel for it, you can just look around and see, well, what's this coming from? It's unpleasant you're getting a poor vibe from it or just a general unpleasant feel, look around and see if there's anything specific that stands out as creating that. See if you can adjust it. Now there's tons of ways to adjust your environment. You could think of your body as an environment. Are you getting good sleep? Are you getting good nutrition? Are you exercising regularly? There's a lot of different ways to look at environment. This is just one. But if you look at your workspace, and again, for fat loss, this could be your workout space. It could be wherever you go to exercise. What does it feel like? What's your impression? Before you start talking about it or describing it one way or the other, what's just your felt impression of the place? Get that some attention and see if you can adjust that. And if you adjust that to a way it feels a little more pleasant, you're going to be able to get a lot more done there. When you find yourself in a more pleasant place, you'll begin to find yourself much more effective in anything you try to do. So, I already talked about this here, but you're creating an environment for success. There's a ton of things we could talk about for creating an environment for success. Again, the body, just how, how is your body physically doing? How many open loops do you have in the background? How many things do you have floating out that you know you got to handle, that you haven't handled yet? All those things change the environment. And the more you streamline the environment for whatever work it is you want to do, the more effective your willpower is going to be in the new environment you create. What's in the way? You can think of a metaphor. If you fight hard enough against the door, you might just fight your way through the door. Certainly, if you get like a fire ax or something like that, you can fight your way through the door more quickly. I'm kind of a fantasy nerd, so I said fire axe. I meant like a fireman's axe, but hey, if you're into fantasy too, maybe a giant magical flaming axe, whatever you like. The point is you can get through a door that way, but there is an easier way to get through the door. You just open it. It's obvious, but when we're talking about internal things, you don't always see the door, certainly not clearly. So you don't know what it is you're attempting to fight through. So if you can begin to see that or just recognize there's background stress, there's always background stress and learn to let go some of the background stress moving forward gets that much easier. Now again, if you want to hear more about this, if you like these sort of trainings, if you want to learn to change your brain for fat loss, the best place to do that online, benlangley.com. It's where you're going to get all of the information I post on different social media sites. All the new episodes of the podcast go there, benlingly.com. I want to tell you a little bit how I stumbled across this information on willpower. When I turned 40, I was 80 pounds overweight. I, uh, over the last, it only took maybe 18 months to lose the majority of that, but I got down to around 180 within 18 months to two years, after uh, I had some shifts take place during my 40th year of life. But at the time I turned 40, I was 80 pounds overweight. I had been yo-yo dieting for 22 years. My energy was low, I felt like crap, generally. I felt like my life was done. I had it in my head that people had just kind of written me off and this was just what life was gonna be now. And the fact that other people might have written me off, they might be writing me off still today. The challenge was I had written myself off. And when you're looking for other people to try to lift you up with their opinions on things, you've written yourself off, maybe not completely to a degree. Now I worry much less about that stuff. It's nice to get accolades or have other people recognize something I'm doing, that's still cool, but I feel good about what I'm doing just myself. So if they write me off, fine. I'm rewriting my life as I go. I'm back in charge here, well, as in charge as I ever am. I'm back in a primary area of influence in my own life. I lost that for a while, particularly when I turned 40. I had some things I went through. Some challenges came up, and... What changed was, at some point, I just dropped it. I had to give up. I've been trying to fight my way through this for 22 years, and I'd never even really seen what the real problem was. I thought it was all diet or exercise. But there was something else going on. And when I just dropped all this stuff, when I just said, you know what, I'm done with that loss. I'm not gonna worry about it. There are bigger problems to tackle. I've been trying to figure this one out for over two decades. Let me just deal with my life, the rest of my life. And if I'm a fat guy, I'm a fat guy, so be it. When I let all that go, a bunch of stuff started coming up. I started seeing more clearly things I'd gone through in my childhood, I, how I'd learned to eat, a pattern I had that I'd never clearly put a name to. Gluttony is probably the easiest way to describe it. But I never really clearly seen that, I'd never really clearly accepted it about myself. And once I did, it was like a tremendous weight was lifted. I was still significantly overweight, but I felt like a weight had been lifted. I felt light mentally it was just like everything got so much more clear. And for a while, I just didn't worry with it, just as I said. But after a couple of months, I stumbled across some new information, and I decided to give it a try. I lost 28 pounds in 30 days, and over the next 18 months to two years, I lost a total of around 80 pounds. And since I started diet journaling, if you've been following me online, uh, been a couple of months now of diet journaling. I've lost another 10 pounds. So, weight is weirdly not a problem for me at all right now. And if you'd told me that would be the case five years ago, I mean, I might have laughed out loud. I might have, I certainly wouldn't have believed you. It would have been preposterous to me because that was what everything was about, trying to figure this out while I live a quote unquote normal life. But when I let all that stuff go, that's when the breakthrough came. And part of the focus here was just noticing what was in the way. Now I didn't do this intentionally. I just let everything go and then I started seeing clearly what was in the way. You can often do this just by recognizing stress and letting it go. And there's always going to be background stress. So if you've watched me and my stuff about systematic relaxation, that's a good way to start. to Just let it go. It can be as simple as a few slow breaths. It could be just sort of a mental process of just imagining you're grabbing whatever is frustrating you and dropping it. It could be something as simple as whenever the stuff starts getting frustrating, just think of something simple you could do now something that's not too complex, not too challenging that you could knock out real quick, that would be productive or help make your environment better, help get a little bit of work done. Just knock it out, forget all the stuff. And if it's still nagging, you'll let it nag you and just knock it out as best you can. Sometimes exercise is good for this. Knock out a few push-ups, a few squats or something very simple you can do wherever you are. And then just notice how things have shifted afterwards. And then get back into whatever you got to do, pour your focus back into whatever task you're handling right now. So I got the stress out of the way. That's the main thing that I saw drop. I saw, I saw things a little more clearly. I saw this pattern of gluttony and I dropped a lot of the stress of trying to fix it and force it to work and the clarity that created, I could much more effectively use my willpower. I could much more effectively move forward. Now, again, if you want to find any of the stuff I do online, you'll find it over at benlangley.com. I'm going to do some more of these trainings and we'll see how people like them. We'll, uh, We'll potentially build something more out of it if there's interest. But willpower, a lot of people, again, see it as this internal thing you just turn on or this internal thing you just have so much of and you've either got enough today or you don't or you've got enough in this area of your life or you don't. A big piece of getting more out of your willpower is just recognizing what stands in the way. Because if you start removing what stands in the way, what willpower you have goes significantly further. Again, I've been Langland. Thanks for spending some time with me today. We'll talk again soon.